Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, May 29th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Some communities in the region are taking another huge step today toward reopening. The state of Illinois, including the Metro East, is moving into the next phase of restarting its economy. This includes allowing retail stores, barber shops, and restaurants with outdoor dining space to reopen. Governor J.B. Pritzker. It's important that we remain careful about continuing to wear face coverings, washing hands, maintain six feet of distance, and other mitigations. Businesses that are reopening will have to follow those safety guidelines, and they will also have some occupancy limits. More on that in a bit. Also today, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on why more people could vote from home in the coming months as the region copes with coronavirus. As we mentioned, more portions of the Illinois economy can reopen today. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports there are still restrictions on how many non-essential businesses can operate under Phase 3 of the state's reopening plan. Salons, stores, and barbershops will be able to reopen, but only at half capacity and with workers wearing masks. Non-essential manufacturing and other businesses can open with social distancing in place. Restaurants and bars can serve customers in person, as long as they're dining outside. Otherwise, they'll have to stick to pickup and delivery. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says the state will need to wait four weeks to decide if it's safe to relax more restrictions. Even 14 days isn't enough. Um, We see that in other states, it sometimes takes three weeks, even more, before you really start to see the effects of an opening up. If there are spikes in coronavirus cases, Pritzker says he may have to institute lockdowns in parts of the state. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is extending the first phase of his reopening plan until June 15th. It was supposed to expire Sunday. Businesses will still be allowed to operate if they follow social distancing guidelines and capacity limits. Parson says he wants to get more of the state on the same page before moving ahead with easing any more restrictions. St. Louis emergency workers are responding to twice as many drug overdoses compared to last spring. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports the pandemic has made drug users feel more isolated and more likely to make riskier choices. St. Louis Fire Department Chief Dennis Jankerson says the department receives at least 15 calls a day about drug overdoses, and they've increased since the stay-at-home orders began. People aren't able to go anywhere. They're home from school now. The kids are home. Uh, A lot of people out of work, you know, a lot of idle time. Substance abuse recovery workers say the opioid market has also become volatile. Aaron Laxton with the Assisted Recovery Centers of America says that's changed how people are getting drugs. We're seeing you know, a more raw form of fentanyl that can translate into individuals who have been using for a really long time, overdosing very quickly. Most of the overdoses are happening in people's homes. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. In other news, the first black circuit attorney in St. Louis history is officially seeking a second term. Kim Gardner has launched her re-election campaign. She did that yesterday by video conference. She is pledging to expand programs meant to keep defendants out of jail and provide more services to families of people who must be imprisoned. Gardner will face former prosecutor Mary Pat Carl in the August Democratic primary. 
Carl came in second to Gardner in 2016. Tuesday marks the first time voters in the region will head to the polls since the start of the pandemic. Coronavirus has transformed the municipal election for voters, election officials, and candidates. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on how more people will be voting from home and will continue to do so over the next few months. Reed Radcliffe was one of thousands of St. Louis County voters who received absentee ballot applications in the mail. The Sunset Hills resident is vulnerable to contracting coronavirus and his wife is immunocompromised. So it wasn't much of a surprise that Radcliffe and his wife sent absentee applications back for the next three elections, including Tuesday's election where a slew of municipal and school-based contests will be on the line. And uh, I filled them all out. Well, I filled mine out and my wife filled hers out. And I scanned them and sent them, sent them in through the uh, email address to uh, that was provided in the in the form. As it turns out, lots of people followed Radcliffe's lead. More than 76,000 voters in St. Louis County returned applications for the June 2nd election, which Eric Fay of the St. Louis County Board of Elections says is an all-time record. That's a stunning statistic, since municipal elections almost always elicit less interest than August or November elections. With that many applications, even though not all those people are going to return ballots, um, it is possible that more people could vote by absentee ballot than in person on Election Day. Even with fewer voters expected to be physically in polling places, election officials are still taking a lot of precautions. St. Charles County Director of Elections Kurt Barr says he ordered plastic shields to separate poll workers from voters. We also received from the Secretary of State's office a large supply of, of hand sanitizer and face masks. Uh, the face masks are for the judges, but the hand sanitizers for both judges as well as the uh, voters. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft says he drove roughly 5,000 miles to deliver supplies to election officials, equivalent to driving from Jefferson City to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, plus 1,000 miles. He says he's heard different takes from local election officials about whether voters are gravitating toward absentee ballots. And then I think we have other counties where, where people don't want to vote absentee. They want to vote in person. They, they want to have that. I, to me, it's a thrill of filling out the ballot and then running it through the scanner and hearing the beep that your, your votes have been tabulated. It's not just voters and election officials who have had to change course. Candidates have also been forced to adapt. In Ferguson, two councilwomen, Heather Robinette and Ella Jones, are running for mayor. And Robinette says coronavirus substantially curtailed her campaign's person-to-person contact. People were still asking for signs, and so that was a, a good social distancing exercise. Um, but we really turned more toward, you know, the mailers that could go out were gearing up for an actual, you know, phone bank. Joan says she's been using social media and Zoom to get her message out, and even her watch party will be different from her past campaigns. We will be on the Urban League lot because we didn't want to go inside to a closed place and they're going to barbecue, you know, roast some hot dogs, hot dogs and hamburgers, but we can be at least six feet apart. It's a safe bet that the upcoming elections in August and November will be very different from years past. 
That's because the legislature passed a bill allowing anyone over 65 or with certain health conditions to get an absentee ballot without a notary. And anybody afraid of contracting COVID-19 can mail in a ballot this year, but will have to get it notarized. GOP House Speaker Elijah Har says that move was aimed at allaying voter fears. I think it's important to recognize that while we're under an emergency declaration and while we're in a pandemic, that there are going to have to be some uh, some some things that we do to, to ensure that citizens have full and fair access to the ballot box. If Governor Mike Parson signs the legislature's bill into law, election officials in St. Louis County expect even more people to request absentee ballots for the August and November elections. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says his county will be able to handle that. And I would encourage people to vote absentee in the up- upcoming election. It will limit the crowding at the polling sites, limit the traffic. And there are certain certainly people with uh, who are at higher risk who should be voting absent, absentee for, for certain. Once Tuesday's election is over, officials can formally shift their focus to get ready for the primary election on August 4th and then gear up for the high-stakes November 3rd general election. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.